Oh, hello. I know, right? Whose balls did I have to fondle to get my very own podcast? Well, I can't tell you, but it does rhyme with Yiffin McElroy. And let me tell you, he's got quite a wonderful zone to adventure on. Anyways, I got places to be, bad guys to kill, and oh, some fiction to fun. Does that work? Is that it? That's how you say it, right? Is that, <laughs> Is that anything? <laughs> Welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like, and it's time to make the fucking chimichangas. Scotty Moore! And this is the show where I never give maximum effort. I'm making danger. <laughs> We're talking Deadpool this week, and I realized something. I love Deadpool. I hate anybody who says I'm a big fan of Deadpool, though. <laughs> It's very true. You know, I I was really surprised uh, that you that we were doing Deadpool. Like, I I didn't know that too many other people were, were into that. Like, it's kind of obscure. Yeah, it, it was the the fifth of the Dirty Harry movies. It came out in nineteen eighty-eight. Um, <laughs> Off topic. Is that the one where Jim Carrey lip syncs to Guns and Roses? It is. That is the only one I have seen because I loved Jim Carrey as a kid. The only Dirty Harry you've seen is the last one. Is the <laughs> See, I just wanted to make a, 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 a funny Deadpool joke that I thought was going to be for no one, but little did we know it was actually relevant. You made mm. it for the one person who would get it, and it's me. <laughs> and that's why we do a show together. Mm -hmm. A fun fact saying about nobody knows about Deadpool. The other day, my parents went to this weird, like, sublimation shop, where, so a print shop, and they had Amazon boxes of returns that you could just buy, so you didn't know what you were getting. Huh. We now have an inappropriately large amount of 12 by 12 pillowcases with Deadpool's logo on it. <laughs> that's awesome. It was that, there was oh, a Dolly Parton, so a Dolly Parton shower curtain. There was a <laughs> pillow that was just Jake Gyllenhaal's face and that's it. It was amazing. This fucking rules. So it's it's basically this is the ultimate blind box. Yes, except it's nothing you actively want, but you're like, well, I'm not going to get rid of it now that I have it. Now that I have this pillow of Jake Gyllenhaal's face, like there was one of Tom Holland with clearly drawn in MS paint hearts all around him. And I was like, oh, this one's mine. I'm taking this one forever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Come to my boudoir, Thomas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Deadpool is a lot like pro wrestling, I've realized, in that I love Deadpool and I love pro wrestling and I hate anybody who loves Deadpool and pro wrestling. Also, when they're good, they're amazing. When they're bad, oh, <laughs> oh it can get real bad real quick. Because you were talking about you're reading what Deadpool versus Cable and the, the quality varied. <laughs> Yeah, well, because that I bought those when they around when they came out, because I have all the collected traits for the entire Cable and Deadpool run, because I don't know, I have problems. So I was like, I was 
towards the it was the middle through the end so that was like ages 16 to 18 roughly yeah which is yeah <laughs> and um you know i still look back on it with a fondness um and i got so fucking excited in deadpool 2 when cable was there i was just like yes um and they picked such a great fucking actor um it was just like it made me very very happy because they're they're just buddies and they're both so fucking stupid and it's extremely homoerotic yeah. um which of course is absolutely 100% unintentional like maybe maybe now you know it depends it depends on you know writer to writer and all those things but the cable and deadpool run all of the rampant homoeroticism like looking back and reading it as an adult it's completely unintentional um it's fucking great and yeah the quality of that fucking run is just all over the place Mm -hmm. um but cable cable uh decides to be like a messiah or whatever okay yeah He's going to save the world. He's robot time travel Jesus man. And Deadpool is also there because they do this thing called a body slide. Um, okay. Yeah. Th- their DNA got all fucked up together while they were like doing a thing with a cult. And so their their DNA is intermingled now. Uh, in fact, Cable had absorbed Deadpool and then threw him up. Um, Very good. Yes. It's, it's so. Yeah. So they can teleport. It's called a body slide, but they can't do it without yanking the other one along with them no matter where they are or what they're doing oh that's so good that's so good it is it's fantastic and there's a really great run but i'm gonna i'm gonna wait to talk about it later till i talk about uh my fanfic but there's a specific arc that's my favorite one um but yeah some of it's real bad i also have the collected spider-man and deadpool oh Uh, those would be fun i bet maybe the, the, the quality on those tends to be a bit higher and consistent (laughs) well it's spidey so they're like we need to pay attention to this shit and make sure they don't fuck this one up uh yeah no i uh i rewatched deadpool 2 thinking like oh i watched that when i was younger so obviously i was i was immature no it still fucking slaps it is still a very very good movie um, so the scene where literally all of the X-Force die <laughs> once. <laughs> it's so good. Uh-huh. And then uh, Domino being the fucking best. Luck's not a superpower. Domino proceeds to show how luck is a superpower for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> but um, I also, it's like I said good. last time, is I was I'm reading the comics now. And once you read Deadpool comics, you get a real understanding of how fucking Hollywood the movies are. Because for the longest time, I'm like, oh, these are very, like, against what you get in the MCU. These aren't, like, Hollywood. And then you read the comics and you're like, no, uh, they were, they, they played these pretty safe, didn't they? And even then, just to, you know, that was, like just getting a Deadpool movie where they still played it extremely safe took Ryan Reynolds basically like crawling naked across hot coals or whatever and releasing found footage of his movie just like please someone make it I remember <laughs> like this being teased for the longest time and a lot of people around me being like Ryan Reynolds that Hollywood pretty boy no he couldn't be I'm like no 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 watch Van Wilder I don't know why Van Wilder is what showed me he could be Deadpool <laughs> Watch Van Wilder. Like I, I would rather not. Rather not. No, watch no, thank Van you. Wilder. <laughs> How about I just take your word for it? 
but I was right. <laughs> but so I think part of why Deadpool is in this weird kind of space where, like you said, like there's so much things to like about Deadpool and there's so many people to hate who like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is because of who made Deadpool, who birthed him into this world out from his loins. Yep. <laughs> I, um, I don't know who it was, so you're going to have to say it. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Scotty. Here's the problem. I have to Google it real quick because I can't remember his last name. <laughs> you're just a bit, You're going to cut this. You're about to be like, fucking Dave did it. <laughs> Dave made that Fucking Dave. <laughs> no, um, he was. Oh, God. Where is this motherfucker's full? Rob. Yeah, that's okay. It's gonna be like Rob did it. Rob Rob Leefield. Yeah. Layfield? Layfield. Shit. Yeah. Layfield, yeah. Rob Layfield is is the one who made the Deadpool. And that's the, I mean, I guess for people who aren't familiar with, with comics, I, I need to explain yeah. him. <laughs> Think of the worst 90s fucking comics dude bro. And while you're doing that. Think of every comic panel that has been posted online where it's been someone being like, look at how fucked up this anatomy is. Look at how Mm. broken this character's like spine is or their weird giant man tits or that they've been their their face is covered in cross hatching. That was supposed to be shadows, but it's just made like a 20 year old person look like they're 90. Look at their weird, tiny, pointy feet or otherwise obscured behind like clouds or smoke or literally anything because Rob Layfield doesn't know how to draw feet. That's all him. Yeah. Every one of those is him. That famous one of Captain America with the giant titties. That's him. <laughs> Have you seen the video of Stanley just shutting this motherfucker down? Probably. It's um, him. Um, like almost, almost everybody takes shots at the guy, which like, He's got a bazillion fucking dollars. He invented Deadpool. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It no, it's it was televised. It was Layfield and Todd McFarlane, aka just oh, the, God. Di- yeah. the dynamic <laughs> duo of 90s <laughs> shit. And uh fucking Stan just looks down and he's like, this guy looks a little upset, doesn't he? <laughs> Can these people be happy or have lives in any way? And they're like, no, he's just, his name's Overkill. And Stan's like, all right, you need to draw feet better. Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, yeah, I've read some, I read some bangers. I've been reading like the Brian Posehn stuff, which was um, insane to me because I only knew him as like a stand up. And then everyone's like, no, 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 he's the Deadpool guy. I'm like, no, he's a comedian. He's Deadpool guy. (laughs) Deadpool guy. But yeah, so when you have like this absolute fucking hyper masculine frat bro man create Deadpool. Yeah. Like accidentally creating this great fucking character. <laughs> you you run into that whole thing of like, well, it depends on who's writing him. It depends on how you're reading him. It depends on if you're if, whether or not you're on Tumblr. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> because feel... if you're if you're on Tumblr, Deadpool is pansexual all the time, and he and Spider Man have been in a uh, monogamous relationship for like 
10 years. Damn right they have been. I think that's what it is. And this is actually because we covered Deadpool 2 in season zero of Fun Fiction, where I was just like, this character is amazing. However, this character is also exceptionally easy to get wrong. Like, so easy to get fucking wrong. Of like, yeah, he just kills people and then makes funny jokes. No. (laughs) No, that's not really it, bud. It's funny because he... He's he's meta and he can do meta memes after he stabs someone in their face. I wrote a fan fiction where Deadpool called a guy sus and then he shot him. Okay, <laughs> that's cool, I guess. That's that was that's probably something that's actually been professionally published. That doesn't need to be a fan fic at all. I bet it's happened. <laughs> Deadpool shoots Wolverine in the head and calls him a sussy baka. <laughs> That was actually the problem I ran into was reading like I read Deadpool versus Carnage, Night of the Living Living Deadpool, uh you you are Deadpool. And the whole time I was reading all of them, I just went, he doesn't have normal stories, does he? <laughs> he just has fan fiction <laughs> people wrote and then they made comics of them. Uh, but they're always had like a dark edge to every single one of them. Like Night of the Living Deadpool, I was like, okay, it's Deadpool and zombies. It'll be whatever, but the depiction of zombies in that is so fucking terrifying because the bodies are zombies, but their mind still works. So they're like leaping forward at Deadpool trying to eat them and they're just like, I don't want to do this. Please fucking kill me. End it now. I hate this. And I was just reading like, okay, that's actual horror. That's true horror right there in Deadpool. Yeah, that's fucked up. Was that a part of like the zombies no ongoing thing or was that okay because i was gonna say because i remember marvel zombies and it fucking sucked and that actually sounds like really cool and scary this was like a weird one-off thing where at the end of it it was kind of revealed that uh it was a result of someone trying to make something using deadpool's healing factor so deadpool was the reason for the apocalypse and it's a weird of course it's a weird running through line is the whole time he's like i knew the apocalypse would happen i'm just I'm real pissed I didn't have a hand in it. And then he finds out that he did. And he's like, yes. <laughs> that makes more sense. And is yeah, uh, I fucking hated Marvel. Zom- I'm just going to just just as a side note, Marvel zombies fucking sucks. What what's so wrong with Marvel zombies? I mean, other than the fact that it's a very simple idea that you could fuck up pretty quickly. <laughs> it's just it's a slog. It's like fucking it's a seventh grader doing like a grim dark thing. It's, yeah. That's a fanfic where it's like, what if everyone were zombies and they were eating each other? It was fucked up. And then the story just didn't fucking end. <laughs> that's how it was. I was reading uh, Deadpool Axis today, which Axis was a series where uh, for some reason, I think it's Doctor Doom and um, Scarlet Witch. The only way they can save the day is at the moment is to just cast a spell that flips everyone's alignment. So all the bad guys who are about to end the world are suddenly good. It's stupid, but like I read uh, they had a bunch of like miniseries splashed off of it. So like they did one with Carnage that was very fucking fun as he's going around trying to be like, how do how is good guy happen? How do I do this? <laughs> uh, Hobgoblins was good. 
Deadpool's was a slog too, though, because it was, how do you do a reverse of Deadpool? And so they said, well, he's going to be Zenpool, so he doesn't kill anybody. And I'm like, okay, that's fun. Like, character analysis of Deadpool. And then, like, the last issue in the comic has him being like, I do all this stuff for my family and my daughter, and I just, I do, I do it to make them happy, but I've never felt happiness. And I'm like, this is fucking Deadpool. I get it that you want to try to make him a grim character. He's fucking Pagliacci. But, like, you could have a character who's been occasionally happy and they're still enthralling. Yeah. Like, because honestly, when you, as soon as you said the concept of, like, Zenpool or something, like, I could get into that. That could be interesting if you have someone who's still, like, kind of chaotic like Deadpool, but he does everything like to bend over backwards to not murder someone like that sounds super intriguing mm-hmm. uh, the he, rest of it sounds bad he beat up a guy with a turkey and then left them tied up it was really good and honestly it wasn't thrilling like even as a serious character study because he was actually happy he actually did kind of have this piece of character and then every time he went to like uh went to his wife or went to see his kids that was all now off balance. So because he is off balance, he brought balance to other shit. So he has to make like the ultimate sacrifice of losing who he is to make other people happy, which was fun. I just didn't need the ham fisted like (laughs) seven panels of I just can't feel. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Were you looking for subtlety in in your Marvel Deadpool comic? <laughs> I wanted a subtle, a subtle, potent Deadpool. So then I feel like we have to kind of touch on at least like the the meme, the ultimate memification of Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, you know that you go go you go into the hot topics back in the day, and you get like the five different Deadpool shirts, and they say like chimichangas and shit, and you're like. That's that's the thing. And then they made like five different Deadpools or something that there was like a dog Deadpool and the lady Deadpool dog pool. and a, a spider Gwen Deadpool, which I think is good. I think people like that one that went on and did its own thing. Gwen Gwenpool has been pretty fucking fun. I, uh, I was sitting here going like, well, I was never one of those people. Surely I don't have something. And then I look up to a literal like fucking statue of Deadpool. I painted right above me right now. <laughs> So I'm one of those people, too. And I guess also all of those pillowcases I now own that's got Deadpool's insignia <laughs> on them. Yeah, he was he was just a character that people latched onto because he was kind of the antithesis of everything that we were getting from Marvel at the time. Because he was violent and he broke the fourth wall and he was he was funny, but actually funny. He wasn't quippy funny. And then everyone ruined it. <laughs> you guys just couldn't be cool about it. You guys just couldn't fucking vibe on this for a while. Now I've just got to sit here in Squirrel Girl land for the rest of my life instead of enjoying hey, that's Deadpool. A, that's a good fucking place to be, although... Oh, so good. I, I, I'm i so sad that they, they ended at Ryan, the Ryan North run because fuck. Yeah. That's like that's a perfect set of goddamn comics. Right I read uh, I read Squirrel Girl beats up the Marvel Universe recently. It's so fucking good. It's very it's, good. Yeah, it's just a cloned Squirrel Girl going around being like, I'll fuck all of you up. That's fine. And my favorite bit. This is now just a comics podcast. My favorite bit is there's a section in the comic where Squirrel, Squirrel Girl has laid out 
who she's going to beat up, what she's going to take from them, and then how she's going to use that to beat someone else up. So she's like, I'm going to use this so I can then see a past Mysterio's defenses and then I could beat up Mysterio. And then from him, I'm going to take the holograms to beat up this person. I'm like, you're so smart. Squirrel Girl's fucking great. Yes, I, I've I've become a comics person because I realized like those small five issue, like small five issue books that I can literally read in one night are only like six bucks at second and charles so i'll just go in grab a book or two and be like this is the rest of my night uh but also if you do want a great comic read you are deadpool which it might just be because i am uh, a big big nerd who thrives on uh novelty but the idea of wow there are numerous ways that you can get through this comic well was the best although it would have been very shitty reading it as it came out because oh yeah yeah because at first i was like okay i guess it's a choose your own adventure and it always comes to a logical conclusion at the end that picks up with the next one incorrect it ends at a logical conclusion (laughs) that says if you did it this way you need to wait till issue four or issue three and i was like oh my god that must have been fucking infuriating. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it it would have been infuriating at the time. For me, it was an absolute delight. Uh, I beat up the Incredible Hulk in like two pages. And I was like, yes. <laughs> but let's, should we get into some fan fiction? I, I suppose we should. Uh, do you? I mean, w- like, I mean, like, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Do you? I, su- I suppose. Do you want to begin or do you want me to begin? I, oh, okay. Did you did you write an an opus? Did you write a Scotty opus? I'm actually quietly. <laughs> oh, you're still wor- you're still writing it, aren't you? No, I'm at, I'm just looking at my word count that I haven't checked. Okay, because <laughs> I was like, if you're still trying to finish it, I will hurt you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scotty, how many words is it? Three thousand three hundred. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to be here for a hot 20. Yeah, well, it's got to work for two purposes, though. This is kind of a dual-purpose fan fiction you will find. That's terrifying. Oh, hey there! Wow, breaking the fourth wall right away, huh? That's got to be some kind of record. I mean, even the movie had opening credits. But I hear what you're asking. You're asking, DP, what smells so good? And the answer is Blind Isles making latkes. At least I think they're latkes. I'll be honest, I'm not even sure if she's Jewish, and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. But now on to the real meat and the potatoes of this situation. Why am I here? Why did the human embodiment of Monster Energy Drink decide to devote some of their precious fanfiction time to me? Well, the ghost of Hulk Hogan's career and myself both agree that it's time you all step it the fuck up, as it were. You see, as the most fanficked character on the entire internet, I've got a few notes for you folks out there. You see, you always read Deadpool fanfics where I'm some sort of manic sociopath who just cracks jokes and murders without any second thought, when that's just not the type of individual I am. I've got feelings! I've got range! I've also got just absolutely shredded abs, which I feel a lot of you don't bring up. And I feel, as the undisputed king of fanfiction, I deserve better. I deserve fanfiction that truly represents me as a character, and also a lot less fanfiction shipping me with Pinkie Pie. Besides, everyone knows Rainbow Dash is my main bitch. We love a butch lesbian in this house. Anyways, what are you waiting for? (laughs) Hop to it. No, no, it's okay. We'll wait. 
we don't have much else to do here. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, listen to that! Plot development! A refreshing change of pace for this podcast. <clears throat> World Heavyweight Champion of Fan Fiction, Deadpool here. Yeah, I just started telling them about the fan fiction stuff. Yes, yes, I mentioned the apps. What do you mean I'm not- Hold on one second, folks. What the fuck do you mean I'm not the most fanficked character on the internet? I just spent three <laughs> minutes on this fucking podcast bragging about this shit. So who was it instead? Oh, I swear to God, if it's our pats again. Oh. Wait. Really? Him. Even after all the transphobic shit? And all the <laughs> anti-Semitism? Yep, there we go. And even worse, that fucking Broadway show? Well... <laughs> Shit, looks like I'm headed back to school, folks. Hit the theme music. Sammy Magic sits alongside his two closest friends, Harmony Smarts oh and God. Greg Ginger, as they get ready for their second year at the most illustrious school for wizardry and magicdom in the United Kingdom, Wizard Harvard. After their defeat of Evil Douglas last year, the trio had become famous <laughs> names around the school. But now an even bigger name was set to make an appearance. The trio were sat at their lunch tables, getting ready to see the newest students take their spots amongst the school's four houses, which were classified, of course, as the Big Nerds, the Soft Squad, the Rude Boys, and of course, Sammy Magic's house, the Lionhearts. Sammy looked over to the table where all of the newest arrivals to the school sat, and Sammy smiled, seeing their nervous faces as they eagerly awaited being sorted by the school's infamous sorting fedora. It's at this moment that Sammy also noticed what appeared to be a grown-ass man in a red suit staring at him and putting his thumb to his throat in a slashing motion. <laughs> Sammy shrugs it off as the school's headmaster, Alan Grumblebum, takes the stage with the sorting fedora in hand. Greetings, students, Grumblebum commented to the excited student body. It is time once again to predetermine your life by sorting you into arbitrary groups that will act as a sort of confirmation bias that you use to help justify your negative actions in the future. Seriously, you're not a Hufflepuff, you're just boring as shit. Anyways, let the ceremony begin. We begin with one of our newest arrivals, Crumbly Junction. Over the course of the next hour, Grumblebum placed the sorting fedora on the heads of numerous, <laughs> increasingly ridiculously named students, such as Chumbawamba Tub Thumpin', Garlic Flavored Bagel Bites, and of course, Ray Skywalker. <laughs> Un until eventually, one special little boy in the audience was left, and his feet nervously kicked at the earth beneath him until Grumblebum finally announced, Wade Wilson! That's me! That's me! Wade excitedly yells as he shoves numerous children to the ground before rushing the stage and getting onto the podium. Oh, this has been a dream of mine my Damn entire it. life. I cannot wait to get to the showcase showdown. Grumblebum merely grunts in response before placing the sorting fedora onto Wade's head. The fedora hunches and grinds away onto the skull of Wilson before getting ready to remark rude boys to the entire school when suddenly he hears something. Hey, uh, sorting whatever, you can, like, read my thoughts, right? Wade thanks to himself. Um, yes, that is correct, Mr. Wilson. The hat responds, in his mind, I guess. So I guess that means you can also feel what I've got on top of my head. The sorting fedora raises an eyebrow and does a bit more hunching around until it stops cold, staring dumbfounded at the audience. 
Yeah, that's a nice little bit of C4 up there, and I've got the detonator right here in my left hand. Now, if you want to live to ruin Jason Mraz's style one more day, you're gonna throw me in Lionheart. Deal? Lionheart! <laughs> Wade had done it. He had successfully found himself in the house that was destined for success at Wizard Harbor. The house of Lionheart, a house that only the finest of wizards would graduate from. Which is a really fucked up way to look at schooling systems, now that I think about it. Unfortunately mm. for Wade, however, his plan to quickly and swiftly kill the young Sammy Magic was interrupted by his guns disappearing from their holsters. Even the C4 detonator managed to disappear from his grip. Wade Wilson was a killing machine with or without his weapons, sure, but the weapons really fucking helped. Wade was forced to find another method of disposing of the young Sammy Magic, and he decided to defeat the young wizard at his own game. He began to do the one thing he swore he would never do again. Attend school. And surprisingly enough, Wade found himself to be quite successful at it. He could win Guardian Leviosa with the best of them, and even found himself in top contention for a spot on the school's wizard football team. Wade was somehow evolving into the best version of himself that he'd ever been. Which was very suspicious given the fact that Wade Wilson was absolutely not a fucking wizard. But as the weeks went on, Wizard Wilson found himself ingratiated into the House of Lionheart, even making friends with Sad Tommy, the boy that lived and no one really gave a fuck about. At least Tommy thought they were friends. Wade didn't actually care for the boy, but he did keep the number one best friend medal that Tommy made him in alchemy. He wasn't able to fully convert it into gold, but Tommy at least managed to turn it into exceptionally toxic lead. Luckily, Wade's healing factor managed to protect him from it. Wade also managed to beat the living shit out of bad boy Barry Snakeman because someone needed to kick that kid's shit in for once. Eventually, however, Deadpool learned of a dangerous threat to the student body. A big scary snake that lived in the school's basement. At this point in his schooling, whether he wanted to admit it or not, Wade had begun to feel for some of the kids. He found himself coaching the wizard football cheerleading squad. He even won a big breakdance competition to stop the school from destroying the arts and crafts wing. His con- God damn it. <laughs> He goes by the name Jackie Daytona. No. <laughs> Seriously. Uh his concern for the children of Wizard Harbor also led, the, led him to discover a dark realization regarding the student body. They weren't themselves. You see, Deadpool had spent the entire train ride to Wizard Harbor happily interacting with the rest of the incoming students, and they all got along in spades. They were all smiling, taking selfies, and excited to discuss the next year at Wizard Harbor, but now, something was wrong. Excited young children suddenly became lazy, fading away into the background. Others found themselves buried in their books for literal hours at the time. Kind students who had shared their chocolate toads with Wade on the train would now bully him and kick dirt at him, which is an amazing mental image. <laughs> and worst of it all, Wade Wilson was starting to act like a hero. Wade knew it had to be the influence of the basilisk, its snake tongue whispering dark incantations into the ears of the sleeping students, changing who they were and forcing them to become basically zombies. Wade knew what he had to do, and it involved going into the girls' restroom. And then rushing down into the scary snake room, he did not dwell in the girls' restroom for long. Wade wielded his wand in one hand and his courage in the other. Unfortunately, what he found waiting for him wasn't only the basilisk, but also the man controlling it. That's right, folks. Evil Douglas is back. 
Sammy Magic! Finally, you've arrived in the hot <laughs> Douglas comments before suddenly a wand implants itself in his skull. Man, they really shouldn't have let us have those wand sharpeners, huh? Wade comments as he tentatively skips towards the basilisk, ripping the wand out of Douglas's head. Hey, buddy! Uh, so just killed your daddy here, so, uh... Shoo! Get on out of here! The basilisk merely roars in response. No, don't do this! No, you go on! You get out of here! We don't want you around here no more! The basilisk suddenly <laughs> opens its mighty jaws and immediately swallows Wade whole. Well, shit. This is really gonna fucking hurt, isn't it? Incendio! Wade calls out, aiming the wand directly at his own skull. His head immediately erupts into flame, and just before Wilson can make a joke about Ghost Rider, the flames ignite the C4 embedded into his mask, and the Chamber of Secrets suddenly becomes the Chamber of Gore and lots of snake bits. Chekhov's C4. <laughs> <laughs> Hours later, Wade awakens with pain jolting through what parts of his body had managed to grow back. His eyes adjust to find himself in a small thatched hut on the outskirt of Wizard Harvard. He hears the sound of hippogriffs outside and the crackle of a nearby fireplace. He has found himself in the living quarters of none other than the bear. You should not have done that, you know. Colossus? Wade responds. No, I'm- Oh shit, that is what this fucking voice is. Uh, no, wait, no, I'm the bear. I'm the bear. I'm the big furry guy who helps out the students. Oh, you're Hagrid! No, no, look, I'm- Ah, shit, look, I'm trying to do a whole thing here, man. I'm trying to say that you were not the one destined to slay the basilisk. You are messing with dangerous magic here, wait. What? Was old Sammy Magic supposed to be the big man on campus, slay the big bad and whatnot? What's it matter who killed the big scary snake as long as the big scary snake got slayed? Wade, this is more than you can comprehend. Chokes on you, Wade comments, walking on his arms over to the window where the bear is resting. Almost everything is beyond my comprehension. Oh my god! That reaction was because when Wade sat at that window and stared up at Wizard Harvard, he couldn't help but notice a disturbing change in the landscape. Multiple disturbing changes, one might say. You see, one minute it was snowing, and then moments later that snow gave way to spring showers before the blinding light of the summer sun was overhead. The whole time students were rushing about outside, confused about what to do or where to go, eventually the whole world slowed to a halt once again as the fall leaves began to change, and the Wizard Harvard bullet train rushed up once again, bringing another new crop of students with it. What in the fast travel's going on here? The basilisk was keeping the students tethered, Wade. As long as there was some sort of conflict or ongoing issue, the school went about normal business. Well, as normal as it could be. You see, you can't save them, Wade. Believe me, I've tried. The only thing we can do is just let things play out as they see fit. They? Who the fuck is they? Deadpool comments when suddenly a rat climbs up on the windowsill and begins sniffing at his hand. Oh, gross! Incendio! Wade casts the spell, igniting the rat in flame, and suddenly the whole world begins moving again at a breakneck pace. Damn it, Wade, get out! The bear comments as he throws the mostly regrown upper torso of Wade Wilson out into the grass, where it slowly begins repairing itself. 
Wade looks up as the school once again rushes through the seasons, and each student, like a rat in an ever-changing maze, begins rushing in and out of doors, desperate to find some sort of peace in this violent world. A few hours later, Wade's legs have finally regrown, albeit only to the size of some of his classmates, and he stared up at the school with a smirk on his face. It's time to speedrun this bitch. Wade Wilson, did you put your motherfucking name in the bitch-ass goblet of fucking fire? <laughs> Grumblebum asked calmly, to which Wade responded with an emphatic, Oh, hell yeah. Before moving on to complete all tasks in that year's Triwizard Tournament in record time, taming a dragon for his own before flying it into the ocean itself to recover the treasure, before finally using the dragon's breath to burn down the final maze. And also all of the students within. What? It's not like Diggory didn't have it coming. Wade comments while strolling through the scorched earth, much to the chagrin of literally everyone watching. Besides, now you guys can actually see what's going on. I mean, you dipshits really paid 500 wizard dollars to stare at a hedge maze for two hours? Wade comments <laughs> as he grabs the Triwizard Cup, which instantly causes the school to shoot forward one year once again. He then, uh, he then forms an Order of the Phoenix at the school. I'll, I'll be honest, I do not remember much about the fifth book, so, uh... Shit fast-forwards again, <laughs> until Wade finally finds himself at the top of a large tower, belonging to Grumblebum. Rain pours down around them as Wade looks up to see Grumblebum face-to-face -face with bad boy Barry Snakeman and his mentor, Alan Rickman. Ooh, I know what happens next! Deadpool comments as he jumps up directly in view of the two battling wizards. What are you doing here, Wilson? Rickman comments, causing Wade to approach him with an evil stare in his eyes. This is for Nakatomi Plaza! Wade yells as he lets out a massive thrust kick that sends Rickman tumbling over the side into the earth below. Grumblebum looks dumbfounded momentarily before gathering his things and attempting to rush back down into the office below when suddenly he feels the heat of the bad end of a wand aimed straight for him. Not so fast, Gandalf the White. Wade, what are you doing? Grumblebum comments when Wade grabs him by the scruff of his neck. Somebody's holding these kids hostage, and I got a pretty good feeling it's you, Greybeard. Deadpool carries him over to the edge of the balcony and hangs him over the side. Now why don't you tell me why you've got these kids seeing WandaVision, huh? Before Grumblebum can answer, however, a bolt of magical energy shoots up from the earth below before ricocheting off the reflective ceiling above the tower and flies straight into the heart of Grumblebum, killing him instantly. What the fuck? Deadpool cries out as he looks down to see Alan Rickman in his dying moments holding his wand to the sky, having cast Avada Kedavra. Suddenly the sound of the rain fades into the background as all Wade can hear are the words, Snape kills Dumbledore. Snape kills Dumbledore. Snape kills Dumbledore. Repeated over and over again. Man, just imagine how bad it'd be if you didn't already have this spoiled for you. Wade comments as he falls to the ground, gripping his ears in agony. 
Suddenly, the earth begins to shake beneath Wade as the tower begins slowly collapsing. He rushes over to the side to see the most horrifying creatures climbing up. Several basilisks, numerous lurid-looking minotaurs, a very pissed-off rat, and an inappropriately large amount of anti-Semitic-looking goblins. Wade rushes towards each side of the tower looking for some sort of egress when suddenly he finds himself coming face-to-face -face once again with the spirit of evil Douglas. My form needs a vessel. And also a cough drop, Jesus Christ. Wade comments as suddenly Douglas rushes towards his body and shoves his spirit down the gullet of the Merc with a mouth. Green smoke slowly pours out of Deadpool's mask when suddenly a voice from behind him calls out, Evil Douglas, it's over. A very confused Wade turns around to now discover Sammy Magic standing toe to toe with him. Cruciatus! Sammy casts one of the most dangerous spells in all of wizarddom, but Wade quickly dodges and he counters with a few spells of his own, preparing for the ultimate wizard's duel. Hey folks, uh, Scotty here. Full disclosure, uh, got no fucking clue what the ultimate wizard's duel looks like, so feel free to fill in your own <laughs> blanks here. If you want them like racing on motorbikes and casting like spells of the tires, then that's what happens. If you want some like Matrix ass shit with Doctor Strange effects, then that's what happened. If you just want them to do some big punches, then fuck yeah, that's it. This is your big climactic battle. There are no mistakes, only happy accidents. Oh, speaking of happy accidents, by the way, Sammy backs up and declares, Avada Kedavra! at the top of his lungs and shoots a magic missile straight for the heart of Wade Wilson. When suddenly, like magic, the bolt shoots off of Wade's chest, bounces off the ceiling, and strikes Sammy right in his dumb little scar. Wade smirks as he looks down to discover that toxic lead metal sitting against his chest, black ash covering where the bolt of magic just hit. A oh, son of a bitch! Wade smiles. Guess he is my number one friend. N no! Sammy Magic cries out as the effects of Avada Kedavra slowly eat away at his body. This... no, this isn't right! You're the bad guy! You're supposed to be dead! Yeah, I've really thought the same thing for a while now, bud, but sometimes you just gotta live with this real shitty reality we're in. N no! No, I refuse! I... I wanted to make things right again. I wanted to keep everything okay. I wanted to... I wanted to show the world there was still hope. That, that they could still believe in me. That they could believe in us. I wanted to show them that heroes still exist. Well, don't worry, kid. Heroes do exist. And you're looking at one. Deadpool then stands and receives the Oscar for best fan fiction character ever as a crowd of applauding fans rush into the bell tower. Deadpool climbs on top of the basilisk and gets ready to fly off into the sunset like at the end of Greece when he has a sudden realization. Wait a minute. I got my guns back. He quickly jumps off the basilisk and unloads a full clip into Sammy's head. Jesus Christ! Evil Douglas comments from within his mind. He was already dead! Did you need to kill him again? Just trust me, Deadpool comments as he rides off on the basilisk into the sunset, readying to be in your next fanfiction adventure. The end. That is the canonical ending to Sammy Magic. <laughs> So you thought you thought real hard about Deadpool and you were like, all right, I can kill two podcasts with one stone here. <laughs>
<laughs> yes, exactly. That's what it was. I was like, I want it because like reading all of the different comics, I was like, okay, there's always like a weird emotional through line through the whole thing. And I was like, okay, because like getting into more Sammy magic than Deadpool, it did kind of feel like I was trying to reanimate a dead corpse at points. And that's why I was like, eventually, maybe I just want to do my own stories with my own cool shit. And then I got upset being like, well, I I want that universe to have a, a conclusion. And I was like, okay, well, what if Sammy is playing the part of me almost of, I want to keep everything okay. I want to keep everything okay for my <laughs> friends. And then it leads him down a dark path. He WandaVisions and then Deadpool has to kill him. So that's how I thought. <laughs> that's how my brain works. I like how WandaVision is now a verb. He got WandaVisioned. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's what I did. What did you bring to the table? I swear to God, if you've got a CW reboot of Deadpool, I'm going to be very <laughs> upset. No, no. Uh, no, I did not do that. Uh, you're still going to be upset, though. Yay! <laughs> no, uh, so what I thought about, and um, this is kind of a, a combination of a bunch of different things, of Deadpool and Spider-Man and how they're like bros and shit, and... Uh, the Table and Deadpool arc specifically that made me think of this because I was going back and looking at those is there's one where Cable, like, dies or something, kind of, but not really. His essence is, like, spread in places. And so Deadpool and two two, two random X-Men yeah. that are just there. Because that's the other thing is that there's just random X-Men just littering. <laughs> just, just is who it's like I don't know whoever the fuck you are one of them's cannonball and that's literally only so that Deadpool could just call him cannonballs <laughs> uh, but anyway they hop between parallel universes and dimensions and see all these different like the cables that might have been like there is terrifying evil messiah cable there's cable uh, but now he is all robot and no dude and then in the house of M universe um the fucking vampire dude from the X-Men. I can't think of his name. It's not it's not the one who recently had a phenomenal movie come to theaters, is it? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. shit. What's his name? He's got red eyes. He looks like a shitty robot Dracula. You dog, <laughs> you're still you're still pretty much on the Morbius train right now. Oh no. Okay, hang on. Hey God, give me a second. Hold on. I, the first thing I see when I looked it up is why is Jubilee a vampire? That sounds cool. Yeah, actually, that sounds kind of sick. That oh, also that was in uh, one of the dead. That was in the Axis Deadpool comic I was reading today. Was the the front of the comic is Deadpool being confronted by someone in a Spider Slayer suit? So everyone's like, "Oh no, who is it?" And because I'm not that familiar with like the lore yet, I didn't know where we were in the storyline, which is why it made me laugh very hard when all it was was Deadpool being attacked by literal Dracula in a Spider Slayer <laughs> suit, and instead of like fighting him normally, he just goes. I'm going to run down this hallway that you can't fit through. <laughs> and, and then he uh, dresses up a homeless person like himself, sends him out. So Dracula chases him and then blows up Dracula from behind. <laughs> it was the stupidest shit. And I loved it. Okay. Um, 
Mr. Sinister. Oh, which, holy that boy. shit. That boy. Yeah, I yeah. guess he's he's not a vampire. I think I just by by because he does genetic manipulation and cloning and he's always fucking with like mutant genes and all that. He's but he got, looks like a Dracula. He's got Drac vibes. He really does. Google Google Mr. Sinister. He looks like a fucking Dracula. He, so like can you blame him? He's me? got big Rob Layfield vibes too. He's got real big. I'm just yes. a thick boy from the nineties. Uh, but anyway, in the House of M universe, he has cloned a baby cable, which is who's adorable. It's just a little baby. It's just a little baby boy with a little baby robot arm. It's fucking precious. Oh, my God. I'm looking at him right now. He's the best. Yeah, it's great. And and so they end up they're like, well, this is close enough. So they kidnap baby cable and bring him back to their universe where he rapidly goes through puberty but uh and eventually does become an adult again but before he does when he's a teenager uh deadpool brings him to intercourse pennsylvania because he hopes that he could get he could like get him laid there oh my god <laughs> i'm i'm looking at like preteen uh cable and he's also very adorable yeah there was a one of the covers was just like a little kid cable and he's got like a little like deadpool plushie that uh-huh. he's holding and it's a fucking so cute uh but anyway so i was thinking about that specifically um and then that and then with that i was thinking about i'm pretty sure we brought it up on the show before uh the ad for jesus i don't even know what it was an ad for where it's deadpool and um what's his face the, the taika waititi rock man oh, from thor that was for yeah. uh, i don't know if we talked about it on the show that was an ad i believe for free guy the ryan reynolds like video game vr movie i feel like we did because i just or maybe maybe it wasn't on the show it was just you and me talking because you were saying that that was like the funniest and most deadpool way to like bring deadpool into the greater mcu yeah yeah. (laughs) it's just like hey korg's here y'all know korg (laughs) (laughs) so thinking about that and thinking about uh this comics run and thinking about spider-man no way home I have for you, it's not a a fic, it's a pitch. And it's my pitch for Spider-Man No Way Home 2. (laughs) Spider-Man Get Deadpool Home. (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home 2, colon. Get get Deadpool Home. (laughs) It's Deadpool 3, colon, Spider-Man, colon, No Way Home 2. Colon, colon, get, get Deadpool. Deadpool home. I love it if already. You like t- <laughs> if you would like this title on a t-shirt, right. <laughs> so the my my thought process is that just like how um, I guess spoilers for Spider-Man: No Way Home, mm-hmm. which hey, I read out the entire plot two months ago with my leaked script. <laughs> but anyway, spoilers for for No Way Home. Uh, there's a venom gets briefly zapped over into the spider-man universe when everything's all fucky mm-hmm. and it, it's very cute and stupid uh but anyway so he he gets zapped right back very quickly but what if deadpool also did and that's why he's hanging out with korg and and thor because he just appeared and he doesn't know how to get back. And so he's just been hanging out on like Thor's couch playing fucking Fortnite and shit with them. Okay. 
Now, the problem is they don't know, you know, none of them know what caused this like anomaly event because no one remembers who Spider-Man is or whatever, except here's the thing. Deadpool does. Deadpool knows exactly who Spider-Man is. Because if he has his weird like fourth wall shit, I think he probably just has Spider Man comics. <laughs> That's it. Like, he probably, just, yeah. yeah. He's just got a bunch of Spider. He's like, and he's just like holding things up in front of Thor, and he's just like, "Do you recognize this pasty white nerd?" And Thor's just like, "I got nothing, man. I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, he, he tells him like, "You know, I don't know who would have caused this disturbance between our worlds, but I can show, like, I can send you." To the man most likely to be able to help you fix it. This is the part where you get mad at me because he sends him to Doctor Strange. Yes, my boy! <laughs> and this is only because then we would be able to have one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history, which would just be fucking Deadpool looking at, at Doctor Strange and like referencing every fucking Benedict Cumberbatch yeah meme. i'm not see i'm not clever enough to write out the the gags and the dialogue like you do for your things <laughs> <laughs> but you would just like be like all right yeah no just go get into like your fucking mind palace and mm-hmm. you know figure out uh what what might happen here it's like i i don't i don't know there's a whole multiverse of madness happening right now and i don't know he'd narrow his eyes and probably say something like you work real hard on that accent. And that's got to be what it is. It's like he just starts talking and Deadpool's quietly losing it in the background. He's just going, that's your voice, huh? That's how you talk, chief? <laughs> These are the choices that you've made. You're just a good old fashioned New York boy, huh? <laughs> Born and raised Brooklyn, aren't you? It would just be our bit <laughs> through Deadpool. It would, it would. It would just, this is a way to make our bit happen. He'd be like, do you want a cheesed burger? <laughs> you want to go out for a New York slice, chief? Come on. <laughs> I don't need to listen to you mocking me, Wilson. I am the Sorcerer Supreme. Yes, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> oh, that was another bit. I think it was in the story, because I think it's little kid Cable who calls Deadpool Mr. Wilson, and... He's like, please don't do that. That makes it sound like I should be chasing Dennis the Menace around. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. It is very good. So working together with uh, Doctor Strange, they end up reverse engineering basically the, the spell to find Peter. And Deadpool finds Peter. And as in as is with basically every other iteration, that's the word (laughs) of spider-man and deadpool deadpool fanboys out on him yeah um except it's just it's so good because like the old i mean tom holland is a is a grown man in his mid to late 20s but he still looks like a tiny baby i would actually adore it if he never has a picture of who's under the mask he just has a picture of spider-man and he wants to track him down and then finally he takes off the like um dr strange is like all right, I've done it. And behind that door is the man you're looking for. And uh, he opens the door and Tom Holland's just standing there. And Deadpool's like, is he behind the twink? Where's he at? <laughs> Wait, no, that, that can't be Spider-Man. That's Nathan Drake. <laughs> I would love in this universe that he hates Peter Parker, but he loves Spider-Man. <laughs> and he does not think they're the same person at all. 
Or no, the Spider-Man in like his universe is like Tobey Maguire. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like he's like my Spider-Man is an adult man. <laughs> Mine is like an is is like a grown up. Please. Yeah, my my Spider-Man does taxes. <laughs> oh man, I. I'm sorry. I'm st- I'm just still thinking about the Morbius post-credit scene because that's all. Have you seen it? No, but I saw I saw you describe it on Discord, it's which the- is just like it's Vulture being like, "What are we? Some kind of sinister six? <laughs> he literally, and it's the worst written scene I think I've ever seen in all of cinema. And I did see Suicide Squad because he just flies down, looks at Morbius, and he's like. Not sure I got here. Pretty sure Spider-Man's evolved. <laughs> Anyways, you want to team up? Maybe we can do some good. Then Morbius is like, yeah, chief. <laughs> and then that's it. That's the end of the scene. Michael Keaton doesn't need the money this badly. <laughs> so I would love if that's how Deadpool shows up in our universe. He's just like, don't know how I got here. Pretty sure Spider-Man's involved, though. Actually, I don't. How do you know that, Deadpool? I don't. I just really want to meet the guy, and I figured this would be the easiest <laughs> way to do it. <laughs> how could you possibly know that, Deadpool? I have a copy of the script. Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds has been busting ass to make this happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And then the, the 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 back half of the pitch was literally just into the Spider Verse too, but. It, but it's no way home, so we get to see Toby and Andrew again. Yeah, and that's it. Also, yeah, no, the, the last thing that I had, and I admittedly um, never really developed it past this sentence, one of the alternate Doctor Stranges is just Mysterio again. Like, it's Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio, but he's the Sorcerer Supreme in this universe. I fucking adore that, actually. I adore yeah. that. <laughs> So- because because Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds are always like fucking dick around buddies and stuff. And like, it would be so much fun to see them together again. <laughs> or what if it is Mysterio in an alternate universe? He's not the Sorcerer Supreme, but he just calls himself Doctor Strange. But he's still just like generic <laughs> Mysterio. <laughs> he's still just a guy, but he just refers to himself. I'm Doctor Strange. <laughs> I thought it had, you know, it just it really had that kind of like sideshow, like mystery, like vibe, you know. No self-respecting wizard man would ever call himself Doctor Strange. And of course, Doctor Strange should be present for this scene <laughs> so that he can stand there while Deadpool leans way too close to him and goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, it's I, I, it's I, my real it's my real name. I was born with this name. And Deadpool's like, that's worse! That makes it so much worse. My mother. Deborah Weird Strange. That's right. She hyphenates because she's a modern woman. Would not approve of this. I, actually, I would. I I want the full movie kind of just to be Deadpool trying to figure out the ending of No Way Home with Thor in court, where he's just like, "Do you know who this is? Yeah, that's Spider Man. Are you sure you know this is Spider Man? I feel I feel like everyone forgot." That he's Spider-Man. No, no, no. We all forgot that he was, he was whatever that kid's name was. Yeah, I don't have a resolution. <laughs> I just have this kind of concept. Do you have a villain? <laughs> or is this a buddy adventure movie with no villain at all? This is a buddy adventure uh, film. The, vi- the villain is the mysteries of space time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
What if the villain is Dormammu again, but Deadpool just solves it a lot faster than Doctor Strange does? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, like, when I thought of this, I, I thought of it more of, like, I really want that good Spider-Man Deadpool content, but it really, it's, it's, I really do just kind of love the idea of just Deadpool comes and just, just an asshole to Doctor Strange. For an hour and a half. That is the title of this film: is Deadpool is an asshole to Doctor Strange for an hour and a half. Deadpool three colon Doctor Strange two colon Multiverse of Madness colon Deadpool is an asshole to Doctor Strange for an hour and a half. There is a very good potential. I I don't know. Would this be where they put Deadpool in the MCU? Finally, is in Multiverse of Madness. I mean, it would make the most sense. Um, so they won't they won't do it because it would make sense and be fun. <laughs> no. And God, God forbid the MCU does. God that. forbid my comic book movies be fun. Morbius <laughs> in the theaters now, baby. <laughs> I don't know how I got to the end of this episode, but pretty sure Spider Man's involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we, uh, we, we solved the Deadpool. We should, we should end the podcast. Maybe we can do some good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, the, the, there's two post-credit scenes, both involving Vulture. The first one's even stupider because he just, he no way homes into a random gel cell. And then it just cuts to news footage that's like, yeah, this random fucking dude showed up in a jail cell randomly. No one knows how he got here. He didn't do a crime, so they let him go. End of scene. <laughs> <laughs> that is the whole thing. Why did they even need that? <laughs> yeah. All right, but uh, we solved Deadpool. What are we going to solve next week? Because I believe next week is your choice. Uh... Yeah, fuck it. Let's do Dracula. Well, okay, back to... I'm going to bring exclusively Marvel Dracula-based content. <laughs> I mean, look, I might just talk about, like... It's just an excuse to talk, but no. You know what? Actually, that's a lot. That's too much. Are that's you sure big. you don't want to take another trek into the dark universe, Megan? <laughs> no. Now I see the one that I actually thought saw last time and was like, let's do that. Let's do The Princess Bride. Oh hell yeah, that's that. That one's I'm I'm down with that one. Um, the coming up with a fic around it will be something. I think. Yeah, it's gonna be so. That's that's the fun. Or we we give up and we just play the what's it the Quibi movie. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I forgot that existed. It sure do. All right. Well, until then, where could people find you on the Pemberbep? They can't. Wait, where can people find you on the Grumble Bum? <laughs> there we go. That's appropriate. <laughs> they 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 can't. Nope. They can try. I like how but both of us have been just like slowly phased out of social media. It's like you could you will find tracks of where we once were there, but we have abandoned that <laughs> house long ago. You go onto Twitter and <laughs> you put your hands down on some old tweets and be like Something terrible happened here. <laughs> it's like walking Look, if in. You wanna, if you want to find me, go outside and like 
scream my name to the four winds. And you know what? If it's real important, I'll hear you and I'll come. Mm-hmm. And you can find the abandoned house in Fallout. That is my Twitter account at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. Check out all the other podcasts from Fight Boys to JWF, Monday Night Ignition, but most importantly, a little show that's back on the airwaves The Queered, the actual play TTRPG podcast where me and Megan make Charles Kelly's life a living hell. It's back and dare I say potentially even better than ever. I've yet to get a cult in this uh, the new arc yet, so I can't say better than ever. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the master of life and death now, so you know. Yeah. Everybody gets a turn. This one's got that stupid like character growth shit in it and like uh, uh fuck uh, that. Uh no, it's it's good. It's very good. It you is can't really make good. Those noises about our show. Uh, thank you to Best Day for the music that lets us know that podcast time has begun and that podcast time has ended. It, it's much better than like when you're at the airport and you're on the moving sidewalk and then it goes, sidewalk is ending. Um, I was just in an airport, but yeah. So wouldn't it be horrible if instead of music, we just had a voice that just goes, podcast is ending. Podcast is ending. Step off now. <laughs> Please step off the podcast. Please leave and get that good shit. Get that merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, including, I'm going to call it now because I'm just going to say I will have figured it out at this point. It's here, bitch. Get you a New York Slice shirt at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. This is my first design I ever, like, fully hand-drew. So I have an emotional connection to it. So pay me, bitch. Merch down a load of your Pay pay me, bitch. Um, <laughs> Scotty has lovingly handcrafted this design for all of you wonderful degenerates out there. Mm-hmm. So pay 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 him pay him bitch. <laughs> 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 pay 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 this bitch and you can su- you bitch and you can also support us at patreon.com slash load of bs where you get early access to all of the episodes of this show and you get them a whole week early a whole week early in your feed and you get to listen to us at patreon no, no not this again <laughs> dot com slash a load of bs make it i don't know how i got here but I'm pretty sure Spider-Man's involved. <laughs> we need to do a big old team up. Might be able to do a little good in the world, Mr. Vampire Man. Podcast is ending. <laughs> <laughs>